top of the day everyone welcome to episode 13 of the hot garbage show true crime edition i'm your host nisha b and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host the badass how's your week coming along uh you know it's been more productive than last week so i can't be mad at it you know moving stuff up and uh you know business is growing I, i'm saying you know a lot but I'll stop that after this point. It's, 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 it's been okay. Well, that is so awesome. And guess what? So we officially have a theme song now. Mm. And I want to give a shout out to Jaden Smith. He's only 15 years old. He did Jayden, our theme song. You mean Will Smith's son? Oh, no. No, not that Jaden Smith. Although he will be on that level soon because he's a producer, musician. He's just awesome. And what? Is he's going to be like doing the things that yeah, Will Smith's son do? He's going to be all doing that music and, and rapping like Jaden Smith. Yeah, he's going to be doing all that and more. Because, you know, what, I was going to shout out his Instagram, but he's kind of shy. So he doesn't want me to shout out his Instagram. It's not that he's shy. He doesn't want us to talk about his com- his image at all. His name isn't actually Jaden Smith. You know that, right? Oh, does that mean that we're not cool? <laughs> I mean, no, you're not cool. Oh. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to tell you. Oh, my But gosh. definitely not. I wouldn't associate anything with Oh, you know, I'm down here with you. So, hey, he's not going to associate anything with us, lames. Like, with this. We're like... The grown family talking about yeah. the grown adults talking about killing and stuff like that yeah. on some weird episodes and shows. No, he doesn't want to be with us on cool stuff. We're not bringing in rappers. Well, that's true. But I still thank him for that because our theme song is his, so next level. His name is Dimitri Trey. I just want you to know that. It's something like that. It's Dimitri like it, But he, he told you it's Jaden Smith. Yeah. I bet you anything that's what it is. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> Well, you you want to talk about somebody that's not super cool right now? I mean, everybody that if you read, you feel they're cool. So let's don't, don't well, not say that. Well, no, we're getting into part two of Dahmer. So if you guys have don't listen to this, if you haven't listened to part one, we did part one last week, and we're going to be doing part two of Dahmer. Okay. So do you remember where we left off with Dahmer last week? I don't really remember. But... So Dahmer was, uh, so basically he was kicked out of the bathhouses. He couldn't take people back to bathhouses no more because of drugging and raping people. So now he has to use hotel rooms Mm. and he, he had just gotten on probation because remember he had got caught uh, masturbating in front of two 12 year old boys. So he got in trouble for that. I mean, just at a park, like they was walking there. It was at the river. It It was, yeah, it was at the river. Remember? And yeah. And, but he tried to say that he was urinating and then finally he came back and told the truth for like a lesser sentence. So, Does he make them stare? Like, was he grabbing the top of the head? I don't know. It didn't. It didn't say. I hope he wasn't doing that. But you know, <laughs> I guess he just whipped it out in front of them, and that was it's just like enough. going to town. Yeah, like you couldn't walk off. He was just mesmerizing. I remember, and he's he's already done his first murder. So he's only done one murder so far, and that was um, Stephen Hicks. That was a hitchhiker guy, and he hit him with the weight. Remember, because he lured him back to the house, talking about, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I and so, yeah, that was his you, very you was first excited murder. excited about the weight. Yeah, I was like, I, I kind of put that together. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. A whole lot of studying gets you feeling good now. Yeah, man, and this is actually my favorite case. Like, and I was like, I know this case like the back of my hand, but I'm looking at this with fresh eyes now. So it's great that I've studied this for so long, you know? No, I don't know. How long have you studied this? Well, I've honestly been... um studying Dahmer for a few years now like kind of just like knowing the case and stuff like that not because I thought I was gonna have a podcast but just because like you know I was always fascinated with certain true crime cases and so the things that I thought that I knew about Dahmer I kind of went back and brushed it up and I have a fresh set of eyes you know as far as like the mindset that I'm coming at this with oh I hear you but I also as a friend tell you never to break up with your current girlfriend because I'm telling you now saying that at a first date (laughs) 
people that I studied <laughs> over all the time. Did you study killers oh my for God. years at a time? Oh, my, can you imagine that? not a good way to start a relationship. Oh, see? <laughs> well, I'm going to go into Dahmer Part 2. So, now, on November... Uh, yes, on no, November 20th? Is that what we were on? Yeah, yeah. I just was trying to make sure that you know it was okay with sharing your personal life there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, on November 20th, 1987, Dahmer, of course, he was still living with his grandmother in West Alice, and he encountered a 25-year-old man. Now, this man was named Stephen Tuomi. He was from Michigan, but he had, you know, he came out, he was visiting, you know, Tuomi, is that super African? That's like African, like a mofo. I don't know, honestly. I think that's a dope, I think that's a really dope last name, though. It's African or, or like Samoan. Yeah, he's something like that. But Dahmer met him at a bar, and he persuaded him to return to the Ambassador Hotel with him. That he had, he had rented a room for the night because since he couldn't go to the bathhouses, he started doing this stuff at the rooms. Now Dahmer has said that he had no intention of killing Stephen, but he intently he attempted to simply just drug him, lie beside him, explore his body like he had did with the other guys at the bathhouses. Mm-hmm. Now the following morning, though Dahmer woke up to find Stephen laying on the on like beneath him on the bed. His chest was crushed in, he was bruised up, blood was seeping from the corner of his mouth, and Dahmer's fist and forearm was extensively bruised. Now, Dahmer didn't have any memory of killing him, and he couldn't believe that it had happened at that point. Now, what Dahmer did was he left the hotel, he bought a large suitcase, he then came back, took the body to his grandmother's house, Hmm. where he was living in the basement. Now, he left the body there for like one week, and then he came back and he, he cut the head off, the arms, and the legs from the torso. He filleted the bones from the body and then he started cutting the flesh into small pieces. Mm. He then placed the flesh into garbage bags, wrapped the bones inside a sheet, and he pounded them into splinters with a sledgehammer. I mean, he's doing all this, boy. He's going At hard. his grandmother's house. Now, this entire dismemberment process took him about two hours to complete this whole thing. He threw all of the remains and set the head in the trash. And for two weeks, Dahmer kept Stephen's head wrapped in a blanket. Now, after two weeks, Dahmer boiled. Yeah, you do. Now, after two weeks, Dahmer boiled the head in a mixture of Solex and alkali-based industrial detergent and bleach, so that he could keep the skull, which he used for masturbation. So he masturbated all over it. He came all over it. He would talk to it. You know. But eventually, after all this, the skull became too brittle by the bleaching process, so he had to get rid of it, unfortunately, for him. It's it's rough out there, man. Yeah. Now, after this murder, even though it was unplanned, his death caused, you know, his this death caused him to not even try to control his compulsions. He was like, he, at this point, this is when he started to actively seek his victims out. He was like, he knew he was going to start killing people at this point because it was so easy for him to get away with this one. So most of the people that he found, he encountered at gay bars or close to gay bars. He would lure them to his grandmother's home. He would drug his victim before or after he engaged in sexual activity with them. And then once they were unconscious with the sleeping pills, he would strangle them to death. That was mostly what he would do with them. Now, two months after he... Like with a a piece of piano wire? No, he usually used a leather strap for his hand. Those were the two main things he would use to strangle them, but most of the time it was a leather strap. Okay. That's that S&M right there. Yeah. 
Now, two months after he killed Stephen, he met 14-year-old Native American male prostitute named James Doxter. Who? His name was James Doxter. Okay. So we'll just call him James because I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Okay. He lured him to his house with an offer of $50 to pose nude for pictures. The Native American? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. The two had sex before he drugged him and strangled him on the floor of his grandmother's cellar. Dahmer left the body there for one week before dismembering it. Now he placed all of the remains in trash bags except the skull. He boiled and cleansed the skull and bleach before Dahmer found that it was again too brittle. So unfortunately he had to get rid of the skull. Mm. Now on March 24th, 1988, Dahmer met a 22-year-old bisexual man named Richard Guerrero outside of a gay bar called The Phoenix. Now, Dahmer lured him back to his grandmother's house by stating that he would give him $50 to spend the night with him. He drugged him, strangled him to death with a leather strap. Dahmer then performed oral sex on the corpse. Dahmer dismembered the body and within 24 hours of murdering him, and he threw the remains in the trash. Yeah, yeah this is crazy, isn't it? Oh, man. This man is going hard in the paint with this over here, man. <laughs> He then threw the skull away several months later. Um, on April 23rd, Dahmer lured a man named Ronald Flowers Jr. to his house. After giving Ronald a drugged coffee, his grandma heard some noise and she was kind of like, is that you, Jeff? And so Jeff kind of had to respond. He tried to respond like he was by himself, but his grandmother knew that somebody else was in the house. Mm. So because of this, he couldn't kill him. He waited until Ronald fell unconscious and then he took him to the hospital and just kind of threw him down by the hospital and he left. So his grandmother <laughs> saved his life because he Grandma couldn't do be it. there, man. Yeah, he couldn't do it. Now, in September 1988, Dahmer's grandmother asked him to move out. And the reason that she asked him to move out was because of his drinking, the fact that she knew that he was bringing men to her house, and there was a horrible stank smell coming from the basement and the garage. So no, she was no, like, about that stank smell, but I didn't know that yeah. Dahmer was a drinker this whole time. Yeah, Dahmer is a drinker. Dahmer, remember, he had been drinking since he was like 12 years old, and he drinks a lot. Like, Dahmer is a drinker. So that was one thing. And so uh, she just couldn't take that because remember, his grandma's on like, some hey. Archer stuff. He drinks that fine scotch or something. Yeah. I mean, like, how are you doing all this and drinking? Right. And that, remember, that's how he's like luring them back is with the drink and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. He can mix that cocktail. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she asked him to move out. And so at that point, Dahmer found him a one-bedroom apartment at 808 North 24th Street and moved in on September 25th. So two days later, he was arrested for drugging and sexually fondling a 13-year-old boy who he had lured to his house on, um, basically asking him to pose for nude pictures for payment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so he was, uh, so that little boy was so lucky because he got fondled and stuff, but he didn't get like murdered. So he was able to run back and tell his family. I don't know why I was looking at the research. I don't know what made Dahmer decide not to kill him, but he was able to get away. He told his family, but Dahmer was arrested for that. that is, yeah. Now Dahmer's father hired an attorney named Gerald Boyle to defend him. Uh, Dahmer underwent a series of psychological evaluations prior to his upcoming court hearings. These evaluations revealed that Dahmer harbored deep feelings of alienation. A second evaluation two months later revealed that Dahmer was impulsive, suspicious of others, and dismayed by the lack of accomplishments in his life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Now, his probation officer also referenced that in 1987, there was a diagnosis of Dahmer that he suffered from schizoid personality disorder. So basically, it's a lack of interest in social relationships. So he was diagnosed, diagnosed with that. 
Did he smoke weed too? Uh, I, mean, I, don't like, think, I didn't see. He smoked a lot of cigarettes. I didn't see anything about weed. Yeah, because you know he has a lack of interest, but it doesn't show that he needed to be that way. Yeah. And it was crazy because it, it does go back to like he was a class clown and he really could have been really popular in high school, but he didn't have a lot of friends. And it's because he chose really not to. He didn't really like to associate with people. Right. Like and as it's been said on this Netflix, he got some swag to him. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, Dahmer had a lot of swag. That's one thing. I had said he would have got me. Right. If he liked girls, like, he probably would have got me. That's yeah, so no, sad. He'd have definitely got you. Yeah, ass. I wouldn't have been talking to you right now. No, you'd have been gone, bro. He'd have put that swag on you <laughs> for that upset, boy. Whoop. And oh, put my you God. down. Do you think as a black man you would have still been talking to me? You would have, you would have got God by Dahmer back in the day if you were gay. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how to think of the male way of being gay, but like, uh, if I was a girl and I'd be a hot girl because I believe that you know that I'd be that yeah, I'm hot guy. So yeah. it goes both ways. Um, in the hot girl world, attracted to another hot uh, hot guy. I could see myself being attracted to him, and I'm not a person that was just, just his look because I've seen the pictures of him and everything. Yeah, I would not have suspected him of doing something to me. Yeah, I'd have been like, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm gone out and was drinking. I got with this dude. He's kind of a square, and I'm about to put it on. I would have thought I was putting it on him. Yeah, huh? You know, and then I'd have felt like I maybe drank too much when he poisoned me, and wouldn't even have known I got poisoned. Yeah, he just got that look. That's that kind of swag. Like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I know more than he know about, yeah. you know, getting funky down. Yeah. <laughs> I, take it, I take it all the way back to Foxy Brown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, on January 30th, 1989, Dahmer pled guilty to the charges of second-degree sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. So his sentencing was suspended until May. Now, on March 20th, Dahmer took a 10-day absence from his work at the chocolate factory and he moved back in at his grandmother's house. Now, while he was waiting for his sentencing on March 25th, 1989, he met a mixed-race 24-year-old Anthony Sears at a gay bar. So Dahmer later said that this night he wasn't necessarily looking to commit a crime, but the bar was closing, Anthony started talking to him, and so Dahmer was like, well, why don't you just come back to my place, you know, and, you know, we can do whatever, you know? Mm. So they ended up having sex, and after that, Dahmer drugged and strangled Sears to death. Dahmer gets some goodies first. Yeah, he does. Now, the next morning, Dahmer placed the corpse in his grandmother's bathtub where he decapitated the body, he stripped the flesh from the body, he crushed the bones, and then he threw them in the trash. But because Dahmer found Anthony exceptionally attractive, he said he was just so fine, that he became the first victim that he permanently retained his body parts. Is that something that happens to you women, that when you find like a dude so fine? Because I mean, shit, that'll give me motivation to sit here and go to the gym way more often. Do y'all feel like he is so fine that even if he's dead, I gotta get some of that? No, I don't know. I, I draw the line when someone's dead. I draw the line when someone's dead. I, I mean, if they not. passed out, does anything, no, if they're dead, though, that's when you draw the line. I don't do necrophilia. So, that is so nasty to me. But any other place, if he's fine, you getting down with that. No. Anything other than his death. You if he's flying straight dead. to your feather and fucked your mama. You hit no, that down. No, you, you said, said death. You said death. You said death. I said, is he so fine that you're going to just do him because he's dead? No. And he was like, that's the only place you draw the line. No. See? You, you said, you said that. that. He was like, no, I draw the line at death. <laughs> like, oh, so what other? What, is there no other line? I mean, there's a lot of other lines, but I mean, is I there? thought because we were talking about Dahmer, we was talking about like 
No, what? I'm talking about men that are sexy that you uh, want to be intimate with. Well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of lines that you can draw. Uh huh. Where? That what would have are to they? Be a whole another podcast. We have, we're here to talk about Dar. We can't talk about all the ways that you would draw lines because that would we would be here forever. If we talked about that. So if he's passed out, do you still want to hit that? No, I do not. Then I would just feel weird. I don't want somebody to just be passed out, and I'm just not even what knowing what was, I'm going to do. Okay, well, what if he sleep? No, no, I'm not going to do that. You don't never try and do nothing with somebody sleep? No, I'm not doing that. You're so weird. Like, you don't <laughs> never want it and somebody else to sleep, and you be like, you know what, I'm going to take this anyway. Well, I'm just, about to wake you up with a beautiful Well, moment. okay, like, I will wake you up. That's different. I don't think I'm going to... What do you mean you'll wake them up? <laughs> See, now, yeah, that, that's, that's different. You're going to push somebody's eyelids open and be asking, are you asleep? So they can say you no or yes. Just so you can then try and start a moment. That's not, that's not fun. That's a, that's annoying girlfriend right there. Like, of course I'm, if you had to ask me if I'm asleep, you know I'm asleep. Well, what about you? Like, of course, it's different for you. Like, so being a man, right? So being a man, like, because I know there's certain different lines that you have to draw. Would you do that if somebody's like pass out or sleep? Because as a man, you have to be like so careful with that. Like, I mean, you... as a man, yes. I'm, but yeah. luckily, I'm not on the dating world I'm doing yeah. all that crazy stuff. Because I mean, that is insane. Yeah. Um, but no, like I'm like I'm so like paranoid <laughs> that like almost a woman has to ask me to touch her. Yeah. On some like... real because I don't want to. I've dated some people and I've dated people multiple races and they've gone back and said some stuff not about me but about friends of mine and I've learned like. To just kind of be paranoid. Yeah, see, it's kind of like Kobe Bryant. You know, he wasn't even in the same room and even on the same floor as that person. It was just like he gave me a high five and I'm going to say rape. So I've just learned to be very cautious in that sense. Um, but if I'm with you, I'm kind of a pervert. And I'm just letting you know that. Like, I'm I'm like, if if you're my girlfriend, you sleep, I might just jump in there. (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm going to wake you up all every time. I'm going to suck on your titties and if that don't work, they wake you up and then I'm going to just keep doing what I'm going to do, man. Well, I'm. Uh, sometimes it's, it's kind of arousing though like sometimes with somebody like they don't know and then they wake up kind of like in the middle of it type of stuff and let me tell you i know that from experience yeah <laughs> if you knocked out sleep and you be sweating especially if it's, a, it's if it's you have a dream of naughty thoughts and you don't even know where that dream came from you'd be like I thought I was in the, I thought I was sitting here fighting like Rambo, chopping down people that had alligator faces, oh and I was just being a hero. And all of a sudden, my stuff started getting real tight, and then I felt really, really good. <laughs> like I don't know if this is the alligators or this is my good, good mojo. And then you wake up to find out your person is already on you. Oh, Woo! now that's a dumb. You ask. You should do- <laughs> Get, you should tell your person to love you down in your sleep and see if you don't feel right. Oh, duly considered, uh, duly noted. Mm-hmm. Now, back to what I was talking about. So now, because Dahmer found Anthony so attractive, he became the first victim that he permanently tried to retain his body parts. Well, he did. He preserved his head and his penis in acetone, and he stored them in a wooden box, which he later then put in his locker at work. So I guess on his lunch breaks, you know, he could like look at them and stuff like That's that. That's motivation. Yeah. You look at that and you're like, mm, yeah. Thank you again, friend. His head is <laughs> now. That guy. Now eventually, mm. like you know, when he moves, when he did finally get another place, he even took the box with him. So that box stayed with him everywhere he went. Okay. Now on May twenty third, nineteen eighty nine, Dahmer was sentenced to five years probation. 
and one year in a jail of the house of correction with work release. So for his work release, he only had to, so basically when he was at work, you know, he wouldn't go to jail, like he would get a pass and then he was off on Saturday. So he would just go to jail on Saturdays. See, this is what I'm saying, boy. I need that lawyer. Yeah, Gerard Bull. Gerard Mother Duckin' Because that's crazy. Because what do you think if somebody's working overtime? Because I would work hella overtime, wouldn't you? Just Girl, so I didn't have to be there. I'd be out there rocking. You know what I'm saying? Like, this should be my life is your job. I right. live and eat whatever company that is. Yeah. <laughs> they would like, do that to pay you. Cream, I love donuts. Yes. Like, whatever it is. I love glaze. Sprinkles. Get that out of here. You blasphemous bastards. Like, bro, I'd be on everybody. This was the first time I heard of somebody just, like, only, like, can still keep their job when they go to jail. Like, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, no. I, I've only heard that in these rich people things. That's why we in the wrong. They say racism. That's not where it's at. It's classism. Yeah. They put the racism out there to blind you, but it was really going on. Yeah. If you got enough money, you can do some crazy stuff. Hear about what Jay-Z and Beyonce done done on some elevators and stuff like that. And, and football players knocking their girlfriend hold the fuck out. Like, the well, stuff that you can do when you rich... Well, yeah, and this was different. And this was crazy because he was like he wasn't even on some like thieving type stuff. He was more like this was like assaulting a little boy, and this is what he got. Uh, There's another one that's a lady that embezzled millions of dollars, and she just tried to flee the country, and she already had got, and she already got convicted. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, if you got the money, that happened like a month ago, like like less than that, a couple of weeks ago. If you got the money, is different. Yeah, they want you to believe it's racism. Because then you were a fool that just watching a small, small part of the program. Well, that's crazy. Well, for this, he also had to register as a sex offender. But because he did so good in jail, he actually, he was supposed to do a year in jail. He got released two months early. So he did a total of 10 months of this, you know, jail and work release and stuff like that. But he's on five years probation right now. Now, he, um, on May 14th, 1990, Dahmer moved out of his grandmother's house. He moved into an apartment at 92-4 North 25th Street, apartment 213. Mm. Now, this is the infamous apartment because this is the apartment that everyone knows about because it's the apartment where he's finally going to get caught at. It's the apartment that's all on the news where they're taking out vats of acid, body parts. This is the apartment that we're really about to get into. Like, some shit goes down at this apartment, like, for real. And now, this apartment was primarily in a black and brown neighborhood. The crime rate was super high. There was, like, super drugs, like, you know, and Dahmer only So paid. he knew what to do. Yeah. He was like, it's the 80s, yeah. drug rates, minority neighborhood, yeah. no cops coming. Yeah, and he only paid like $300 a month West. for his rent. Can you imagine? Yeah. What was the last time rent was $300 a month? Right? I mean, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah. I can imagine the fact that if somebody offered me something for them like that, I know somebody is. I'd come in there, if I paid $300 a month for rent, I'd move into the place with a dead body laying in the grass. Yeah. no. People, yeah, this is the hood. This is the Wild West now. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares about these people. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about them. So, bro, I could basically like start, you know, shitting on somebody's car, man. I, <laughs> Nobody's like, gonna give a no fuck. No one's gonna That's care. That's so sad. No one's gonna. The coolest part is when I first moved out because I had to move out when I was like sixteen and a half. I was still in high school when I moved to my parents' place. It's funny because he says abandonment issues, and I, man, my mom asked me to move out. She had a husband, and she asked me to move out at fucking sixteen. Well, I was gonna say like, you know, technically his dad didn't even abandon me. His dad's been here the whole time. His dad hired him an attorney. He yeah, took him to I'm a brown man right. in America. So that means my dad been gone. Yeah. Like, what the f- 
the heck? I'm talking to you about husband number four. Uh, this is the fourth <laughs> husband my mom had married. So I had, um, so I had abandonment. We talking about from guys. I had experienced oh. that three, four times <laughs> already. And my real it's father like, too. It's not funny, but it is funny. <laughs> like, well, you abandoned, bro. Abandoned was my middle name. That's oh, what happened. So People Dahmer, came around for about three, four years. They left. Everybody. So Dahmer My really sister didn't have... even stay with me my whole damn life. Her oh. hasn't moved out about she was 12. I've been adopted and shit. Oh, That's a whole God. different story. That's why I'm like, abandoned. So Dahmer was not abandoned. <laughs> if you look at his life compared yeah, to yours. Yeah, compared to anybody's life. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm a black man in America. I've been abandoned. Like yeah. my parents gone. At, yeah, by what age? Like by two. I was a fortunate one. My my mother, my father, my father made it all the way to two years old. Damn. And then he left. And yeah. then you know what I'm saying. Then my mother told me I had to move out of the house before I came eighteen yeah. to get my own life going. Like, bro, and I was I was I was in high school with an apartment, paying my own rent. Yeah, so Donna. Well, she definitely to... helped me though. She was helping me the first time, the first month, and the whole thing. But the point is, so is that I was in really high school then with his family life. Yeah, that's what I'm like abandoned. I mean, the only thing that happened was his mom took the little brother and left his ass in the house. But he was 18 when this happened. That's so. called adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I not abandonment. Now. And now, so basically, right after... I really wish we probably could delete all that. I'm not trying to sound I was complaining about all that oh, stuff. Oh, no, you're I, I'm, I you're feel like life now. is awesome and life is good. Yeah, you're and thriving. And I'll to the one. Now, a week after moving in, Dahmer killed Raymond Smith, who was a 32-year-old prostitute. He had promised him $50. He gave him a drink laced with seven sleeping pills, and then he strangled him. Now, the next day... Dahmer, he loved photography and stuff like that, so he purchased a Polaroid camera. He took several pictures of Raymond's body in suggestive positions before he dismembered him in his bathroom. And then he also bought one of those big steel, like those witches' kettles, and he boiled the arms, legs, pelvis, and um, everything in the kettle with the soil legs. So that allowed him to rinse off the bones in the sink. Mm. So he's really getting like professional. He got his little kettle going on. Probably got a scrub brush and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Now, he dissolved the remainder of his skeleton, excluding the skull in a container filled with acid. He spray-painted Raymond's skull, and he put it in a file cabinet next to Anthony's skull. Now, a week later, Dahmer lured a man into his apartment. Now, this this is the funny part. So, this man's name was unknown. We was never able to, you know, get his name. Now, what happened was Dahmer went to drug this man, but he actually gave him the wrong drug drink, and he actually drugged himself. So Dahmer himself passed out. He woke up the next day and discovered that his intended victim had robbed him. He stole some clothes, $300, and a watch. So Yeah, he got got. He that got wasn't, got. That wasn't somebody who was just not knowing. Yeah. That was somebody who was very aware of what was going on with the situation. Because the neighborhood is not... And people that even that are in the hood, the quote-unquote, but just in, in lower-income housing, lower-income areas, doesn't mean that they're like completely naive and... Right. Unintelligent. Right. So, even though he didn't graduate, that probably person didn't graduate, graduate high school, but he kind of knew what was up. Mm-hmm. He probably the point what I'm saying is, if somebody on Jeffrey Dahmer's level of intelligence did this multiple times and then got away to multiple times, that one time you slipped, it's not like that person switched it on you. He yeah, he might have switched you, his drink. Huh? Yeah, you didn't yeah. want to feel it, feel like you got outsmarted. That yeah. Time. So he made it seem like that. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, imagine being that guy, and he was like. He could have been a victim, but he robbed Jeffrey Dahmer. That's bragging. It rights. was a real hood person. That the reason why he's not bragging is because he's a real real yeah. hood. People don't brag. Yeah, I have some real. When you, when you see rappers, that's different. When you see Sakashi Six Nine is like an abomination to what happens in real life stuff. 
the real people that be real life stuff, they don't never talk about it because have you ever seen Boys in the Hood? Yeah. That's how you get caught was that random videotape. Right. So you don't then talk was... about and brag that stuff. Uh, you rob that guy and you get away easily. Yeah, like I robbed Jeffrey Dahmer and did not get killed. Oh, <laughs> no, or you just do it and you don't talk about that. Yeah. Because he knows. He knows. And that's yeah. the part that is actually that, that person's going to get away to this day. Because mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer got too much pride to say he got outsmarted. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why this person is also nameless. Right, and that's the only Jeffrey guy. Because Jeffrey Dahmer's the person that's telling the story. Right, and that's actually the only guy that's nameless in the right. story. Right, the yeah. only person that he doesn't know thoroughly. Yeah. Supposedly, they're but coming everybody... in your house. But everybody else that's coming to your house, you and know you kill, thoroughly. you know exactly what happened. You know, right. their background almost in their whole life and how many children they had. For some reason, this person just mystically goes into the wind. Yeah. Of you don't know their name. You don't really know how they looked. You don't know their race. Yeah. They just came in your house. They just came in your right. They was going to seduce and it was so sexy and then they got everything. This was the person that out manipulated you. Yeah. Yeah. So they know that too. And they're using that for the mm-hmm. fact that I'm going to. Because when that person decided to switch the glass, it was like, you're not going to tell the cops either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it says right here, Dahmer cannot go to the cops. And he did not. You yeah, know? they knew that too. Now, in June 1990, Dahmer lured a 27-year-old man named Edward Smith to his apartment. He drugged Edward. He strangled Edward. He placed his skeleton in the freezer. Now, he didn't want it to retain moisture because a lot of times the skeletons and the skulls, they was becoming brittle. So what he tried to do is he froze the skeletons. He didn't remove the moisture. What he did was he he tried to like dry it off. He tried to put it in the oven and dry it off along with the actual skull. Get a science but, to this. Yeah. He had to, he had to perfect yeah. the art of the skull. Yeah, but unfortunately when he put the skull in the oven, he thought that it would dry it off, but it caused it to explode. So he just had a exploded skull all in his like kitchen and stuff because it exploded all in his oven. So, like, nice little... Martha Stewart said that that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. That's really bad. Now, he later did say that the reason that he liked to keep... He liked to really keep parts of the skeletons because he felt like he was remembering their appearance and, you know, their physical beauty, Mm. you know. Now, less than three months after the murder of Edward Smith, he met 22-year-old Ernest Miller outside of a bookstore on North 27th Street. Now, Ernest agreed to accompany Dahmer to his apartment for $50, and he further agreed to allow him to listen to his heart and his stomach. Now, when Dahmer attempted to perform oral sex on him, he was informed that it would cost extra once he got back to the apartment. So at that point, Dahmer gave Ernest a drink laced with two sleeping pills, and that was a lesser amount that he usually gave people, but he only had two. He usually did seven. So what he did was he used the same knife that he used to dissect the victim's bodies, and he slashed the throat. Was he low on the pills that day? Yeah, he didn't have enough pills, so he only had to give him two. Mm. So at that point, he just slashed his throat. And after Ernest bled to death, Dahmer posed his new body for suggestive photos, and then he put the body in the bathtub for dismemberment. So Dahmer then chopped his head off first. He made out with it, he kissed it, and he talked to it while he he chopped up the rest of the body. I wonder what he had them pose in life. Well, some of them have been released, so he was basically had them pose like sexy. Like, like what is sexy? Yeah, like and Jeffrey Dahmer's. Yeah, I'm, I can know what I'm picturing, but I don't know. Like if you post somebody sex, I'm thinking maybe legs open. I don't know. Like just is, like is sexy. that what sexy to you? Yeah, just like just sexy pictures. Huh? Have you, you, know? you seen the pictures? I have not. I haven't seen. The so pictures. in your so mind, a lot of them are so graphic like, they're not even released to the public. 
Oh, that's graphic. They're okay, so what's yeah, a sexy pose to you? I don't know for a dead body. I think like for body. anybody who oh, said dead, well, you just about, went straight to dead. We're talking about I dead said sexy bodies. pose. Yes. What's a sexy pose? Well, I think that if I was gonna pose somebody like a dead body, I think I'll probably or anybody. Oh. What's a sexy pose? <laughs> Okay. If they were alive, I know you love the world of the dead, <laughs> but let's come back to life okay, just for a couple mind, of seconds. My mind got to go to the mind of the living right now. Okay. Just, yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe like, um, you know, I like that pose where they, I would probably lay them across their bed and I would just have their like legs open in a suggestive pose. That's is, what I would do. Is that what you ask your girlfriend to do? Uh, we're not you talking her about, pose. you know what? I said, what is a sexy you are, pose? You are causing this You said laying a body across a bed. What is, See, you, now you're saying body. <laughs> you said laying a body across the bed and have them open their legs. Oh, what's a sexy pose So that means you? while they're asleep with their legs open? Yeah, why not? Yes. That's a sexy pose. That's sexy, yeah, that's sexy. That's great. I'm a, I will then Google Selma Hayek. Uh, Almost everything she does is a sexy pose. Oh, yeah. So that's what I think a sexy pose So is. you oppose a dead body like Selma Hayek? I, don't, I wasn't talking about a dead body. I'm uh, talking about what I think is a sexy pose. <laughs> I don't pose dead bodies, and I don't well, imagine right that Right now, part. you got to be in Dahmer <laughs> Yeah, in Dahmer, Dahmer That's yeah. what I'm saying is he can pose them however he chooses, and I can pose mine however I choose. Yeah. But for what I'm saying is... What is a sexy pose? Well, I now, if you're talking about a naughty, naughty pose, and you're talking about they can't even be released on the internet, this is this is well, because keep in mind too pose. that it was poses, but it was also they was naked. It was also he took a lot of pictures after he had chopped the bodies up, so he had pictures of them chopped up. He had pictures of their body parts. It, this was and like, then a sexy pose. Yeah, that's what I, you see. What I'm saying? So <laughs> that was sexy to him. Chopped um, up bodies. Yeah. With your face sitting on top of your rump. Well, yeah, I guess that's, that's all a matter of what you feel like is sexy at that point, right? That's what I was asking for you. It became a very complicated question. I guess it's hard for you to understand what sexy is in your mind. Uh, now, now, basically, um, like I said, he made out with the head. He talked to it while he chopped up the rest of the body. Now, Dahmer then wrapped up Ernest's heart, his liver, his biceps, and portions of the flesh from the legs in plastic bags, and he placed them in the freezer for consumption. Now, at this point, this is when he's going to start eating his victims. So he did say that he would season them up, like well, he would he would use different condiments, you know, and he would you know use different condiments to eat. Does it say he used different condiments? Different kinds of condiments. He would season them. No, he said they said that he placed them in the freezer. He would take them out. He would eat them with different condiments. I don't know what kind of condiments, but when I think about condiments, I think about ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce, mayonnaise. I, I'm thinking, is that what he was doing? Horseradish. Yeah. Because like <laughs> they said con. Well, he said he used a different Rettles, variety chopped of condiments. Onions, yeah. Chopped, when you go, you ever been to Chipotle? Yeah. Those are all condiments. So he used. He said he used different kinds of condiments. So I'm thinking. He just used any kind of condiments, and he tried different things when he would eat them. That man was stir frying people. He was stir frying. He said, when, "Look, he said when he would eat them, it was because he wanted to feel like he was like close to them. He felt like you know he was feeling a certain amount of togetherness with them. So he would eat their hearts. He would eat different parts of their meaty bodies. You know, different parts of that. Oh, it was some science of this. Yeah. yeah, he would eat them up. That's it. <laughs> now he placed that, and then he boiled." the remaining flesh that he wasn't going to eat in a jelly substance, and he used the chemical called Solax. Now, he wanted to keep the skeleton, so he put the bones in a bleach solution for like 24 hours, and then he allowed them to dry on a cloth for like a week. He then put the head in the refrigerator, and he started stripping it of flesh, and he painted the coating with a nice enamel. So, three weeks after this murder, 
he met 22-year-old father of two, Tavid Thomas, at the Grand Avenue Mall. He persuaded him to return to his apartment for a few drinks and some money for posing for pics. Dahmer then gave Thomas a drug drink. And yeah, he, you see how you're picking these people? Yeah. It's a father of two mm-hmm. that's going to come home and take nasty photos of you. Yeah. So you're not going to want to tell anybody where you're at either. Ah, uh, no, not at all. That's what he's doing now. Well, so it was like after he drugged this guy, Thomas, he decided that he wasn't attracted to him. After all, he got a better look at him. He was like, he's not as attractive as he thought. So he didn't want to kill him because of this, but he was scared of him waking up. And he was like, well, he's going to be angry at me for drugging him. So at this point, I have to kill him. He wasn't as physically fit. Yeah. You ever seen somebody, they got a great looking face and they look hella good in their clothes. And then you take that off and stuff starts falling apart. Oh, yeah. That's That's what what happened. Because, yeah, that almost saved his life. But it was like, but at this point, he strangled him. He dismembered his body, but he didn't keep any of his body parts. So it's like this guy died for no reason at all. I mean, they all died for no reason. But if you really think about it, like this guy, he could have lived because he looked at him like, oh, you're not even attractive after all. Like, damn, I messed up. He had to go through with it. Yeah, he had to go through with it because he had already did it. Right. He probably didn't shave his his nose hairs, whatever. It'd be (laughs) something. Or if somebody just feel like it gives you personality. Yeah. Keep your personality so that serial killers won't think you're perfect to kill. Yeah. Well, at this point, he took pictures of the dismemberment process, and he did keep the pics, but he just didn't keep none of his body parts because he was like, you're not attractive, you know? Now, following this murder, he didn't kill anyone for almost five months because it was like a lot of the gay clubs that he was going to and stuff, people started noticing that people would leave with him, and they they wouldn't see him no more, like, around. So it started kind of getting suspicious. So he started having a hard time with getting people to come back with him. It's so, funny that the community noticing way before the cops. Oh, around. yeah. Oh, this is going to piss you off. The cops, yeah, this whole thing is about to piss you off. So, at this point, though, he started becoming really yeah, depressed. Yeah, hundreds of civilians noticing that something's weird. Yeah. But the cops still don't know. Yeah. Now, yes. at this point, he, because he remember, he was still on probation for what he did to that 13-year-old boy. Mm. So, he was meeting with his probation officer. No, I didn't know. So, you do you still killing on probation? Yeah, he had five years probation. I need his lawyer. Yeah, Joe. I Brown. need that in my life. For real. Like, this lawyer can get you off. I wonder if he's still practicing, because I'm a man. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. Of course he Hopefully is. Hopefully he hasn't retired yet. People will hear this story on the other end, and they be like, bro, hire his ass. For real. He probably works for McDonald's right now. For real, bro. You can't never get nothing over on McDonald's. <laughs> That's because he's there. For real. Now, this at this point, Dahmer would complain to his probation officer that he would complain about anxiety, depression, and he had suicidal thoughts because he hasn't been able to kill anybody, so it started kind of getting a toll on him, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, in February 1991, Dahmer met 17-year-old Curtis Strader at a bus stop near Marquette University. He lured Curtis to his apartment with an offer of money for photos and sex. Dahmer drugged Curtis, cuffed his hands behind his back, and strangled him to death with a leather strap. He dismembered him, he kept his skull, hands, and genitals while t- taking pictures of the process the whole time. You know what's also why the community know is because uh-huh. how many people are saying yes to this process? Like, can you come over to my house and let the straps and naughty pictures? Right. While I tie your ass up. Like, this is why people became. I'm starting to think this is why people. When I when I was a kid, my mom used to say, "Oh, the white guys will take your ass and rape you and, and kill you in the corner and, and tie you up." He is the reason. He became the boogeyman. Like, you didn't believe that that shit had happened before, but now, like, yeah, because of was... him, people started just saying that. Like, 
you know old white guys will tie your ass up and rape you in the booty. Yeah. Like, the, he, it's like, it became like this myth and legend. Like, you don't know anybody for sure, but you keep hearing about it. Yeah, you And got then this guy over here right? telling you this story, like, can I take some pictures of you and tie you up with leather straps? Yeah. And you're like, whoever's the fool. That, the reason why I'm saying it is there must have been hella people saying no. Yeah. Like, get out of here, you weirdo. Yeah. That's that guy, he's trying to tie your ass up, but he's over there, y'all. <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to take pictures and tie your ass up. The only white guy in the hood for some weird ass reason. Yeah. It's still, it's still the 80s. Yeah. It's still the 80s. White people stayed away from the hood like the plague. Right. And the fact that he was a nerdy white guy, too. So it was like, you don't even look like you belong here. Right. Like, right. like now the community is more integrated, but before, yeah. it was on some real ass Dr. Martin Luther King pre-days. Yeah. Like, before he was on the bus. And yeah. Tell, well, what's the name of the bus before he made the I Have Dream speech yeah it was like real talk like even though we was all saying we was not segregated we didn't see no people in the neighborhoods we lived in uh-huh. and it's not cause you know it's not cause we told them to run the fuck out of here they just didn't come over there right so the fact that you was over there and it's 99% minority is interesting yeah now, less than two weeks after this murder, on April 7th, this is when Dahmer is going to start wanting to create his own zombies. People that, you know, are dead but not dead and that can, you know, kind of be alive but not alive. So he starts experimenting with this. He he meets 19-year-old Errol Lindsay. And Errol was lured to Dahmer's apartment where he was drugged. But this time, while he was drugged, Dahmer didn't kill him. What he did was he drilled a hole in his skull while he was drugged. And he injected hydrochloric acid in him with a, in his skull with a turkey bastard. That man, he studied medieval medicine. Yeah. Some stuff like that. Yeah. I never even heard of that. No, <laughs> I have, but because I've watched 300. But that's some old time stuff. Now, see, Arrow woke up briefly saying, I have a headache and what time is it? So after that happened, Dahmer strangled him to death and decapitated him and kept his skull at that point. Mm. He flayed his body. He put the skin in a solution of cold water because he wanted to keep it. But he became so brittle, he had to throw it in the trash. Now, during this time, his neighbors then started complaining about to the building's manager about the stank smells coming out of his apartment. They would say every yeah, time they walked, was. yeah, they say every time they walked by his apartment, it was just a horrible smell that would just hit them. Mm-hmm. Now the now the manager actually went to Dahmer. And Dahmer said that his fe- his uh, freezer had broke and some of his meat had spoiled. So that's what they were smelling. And then another time he said that his tropical fish died and he apologized. He'll go ahead and get rid of the tropical fish bodies. And during this time, too, the neighbors was complaining that they would hear chainsaws all hours of the night, like two, three o'clock in the morning. He was up chopping up bodies. They didn't know that he was chopping up bodies, but they was like, there's always some kind of noises coming out of his apartment and there was stank smells. Right. And in the neighborhood he lived in, they don't know what it, loud complaining noise, that's under the parameter of where a cop would come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, on May 24th, 1991, Dahmer met 31-year-old aspiring model Tony Hughes, who happened to be... He, Tony Hughes had been deaf since he was a little boy. And he met him at a nightclub. And so Dahmer lured him to his apartment with the offer of money to pose for photos. Dahmer then injected the hydro... After he drugged him, he and tried to do the same thing. He drilled a hole. He injected the hydrochloric acid in his skull. But basically, he wanted to turn him into a zombie. But what this did was this killed him right away. So this guy just died right away. Probably up the dosage. Yeah. 
Now, on May 26, 1991, Dahmer met 14-year-old, he was a Lyoasian boy, and his name was Conorak. So, I'll call him Conorak. I can't pronounce his last name, but there is a I time. mean, but by the name and by the title of his race and ethnicity, yeah, <coughs> this boy was bussing. He was, but he was beautiful. And the thing is, he was actually the brother. He was the brother of the boy that Dahmer had molested. He was actually his brother. Now, the boy did when he met Dahmer didn't know that it was the same boy that I mean, the same dude that molested his brother. That was I have to hear. Yeah. The next thing you're gonna say before I say what I'm gonna no, say. I'm letting you know right now that this is gonna piss you the fuck off. This, this is gonna be one. entertaining. The fact that your brother's a rape victim. Yeah. And you get caught by the same, the same rape guy. predator. Yeah. So let me hear the is, signs and, that you didn't listen to. Yeah, and this is the guy that he, that was the little boy that he's actually on probation for now. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I just want to hear how you got him in there. Now, now basically, he approached the teenager. He and he offered him some money to accompany to him to his apartment to pose for photos. Now, So, wow, there it is. Yeah. So you didn't learn a damn thing. Yeah, well, he was Some reluctant. random guy comes and tells you to take photos yeah. of you at his house? Yeah. For what? Well, I mean, and at that time, so he, he really needed the money for his family. Like, I guess his family was really struggling. And that's at 14? He, at 14, he said he was going to, you know, he needed the money for his family. You going to make money for your family? Yeah. Now, he was reluctant at first. He didn't want to go with Dom, but he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go. So that's what he did. Now, he posed for two pics in his underwear for Dahmer. But then at that point, Dahmer drugged him and performed oral sex on him. He led him to the bedroom. And this, so Tony Hughes, the deaf man, his dead body was still laying naked on the floor next to his bed. And so, but the boy was so drugged up that Dahmer says he thought he saw him, but he really didn't trip. Like he didn't really, because he was already drugged up. So Dahmer laid him on the bed. He drilled a hole in his skull and he injected hydrochloric acid into the frontal lobe. So after that, so Dahmer left him there because he thought he had created the zombie. This is what's going to be crazy. So after, so after he's done all this, he thought he created a, a zombie out of him, right? So you know what he did next? Guess what Dahmer did next? While this boy was laying on the bed, he wasn't dead. He was drugged up. He had drilled a hole in it, put some hydrochloric acid in his brain. Guess what Dahmer did next? Uh, start sucking penis. I don't know how this man thinks. No, he actually left to go to the bar and he drank some beers. So he left him there and he went out to the bar and drank some beers and stuff like that. He had a few beers. Okay. Now, well, first he laid beside him. Before he did that, he laid beside him. He took a little nap. He got up. He left. He went to the bar. Now, he stayed at the bar for a long period of time. When he came back, he found that Conorak had escaped his apartment. He had left his apartment. With acid in his and brain. Acid in his brain. This gets yes. So he had. So this is what he had. He had bruises. He was bleeding from his ass because Dahmer had raped him. So he had bleeding coming out from his rectum. He was butt naked when he came out of Dahmer's apartment. He didn't speak English as it was, but because of everything that was going on, he was already he was hazy. He couldn't really pronounce himself. Like he he was just doing really bad. Now he was standing there. He had a there. drill hole in his head. Yeah, and yeah, and acid in his brain. And I love how brain. you go to the sexual part. Yeah, but the, he was drilled in his head yeah. and acid in his brain. Yeah, in fact, he's still operating on that. Like people can still talk even they've been fucked in the ass and they. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I just that, said this, I'm just saying yeah. this, this is intense. Yeah, this is. T- I'm telling you, this is what makes it more even intense. <laughs> so he was standing there with three of Dahmer's neighbors. 
So he was standing outside and the neighbors was like, what is going on? Like, you know what I mean? They wanted to get some help for him. He was stressed out. He couldn't speak. He was disoriented. Now Dahmer walked up to the women and told them that this was his boyfriend and he was trying to get him back to the apartment. And the women was like, no, 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 there's something not right here. You're going to stay right here. We're going to call the police. You know what I mean? Dahmer was like, he's 19. He's my boyfriend. But the woman would not let him take this boy back to his place because they said something was not right. He's standing there butt naked, bleeding. I'm telling you, an old brown woman is where yeah. it is all the time. That's the safety net. She yeah, don't take no stuff. Now, this is the crazy part. So the police came out. When the police arrived, Dahmer told them the same thing, that this was his 19-year-old boyfriend, that they had both been drinking, they had a horrible argument, that he came out of the house and the women tried to tell the police that they observed him and he was not a grown man there's no way that there was a grown man he had blood pouring like he had blood on his testicles this is what the women were saying like look at him he's bloody there's no way the the police told the women to shut the hell up and to butt out of the investigation so the firemen actually came out and stated that the boy should be taken to the hospital, but the police sent the fire department away and was like, we'll take care of this, you know, because this is an open investigation at this point. This so, is a sign of empowerment in which there was a lot of criminals getting away with bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. That, this also is the reason why, Dom, to me, Dahmer's main thing is he felt untouchable. Yeah. And the law looked at him as a white man and was just like, you can't be doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And he saw that and flexed that power to the fullest. Yeah, he did. And to the point where it's just kind of disgusting. Yeah, because keep in mind, so keep in mind now, Dahmer's apartment stank really bad, right? And so the police... I mean, it's multiple. I mean, you multiple. Go, we, you've been so, going for an hour and a half on two different shows. Yeah. He's raping people. He's drugging yeah. people. He's raping boys. He's doing stuff. He's drugging little boys. He's still taking in the boys. Yeah. He's taking in other people from other places. He's chopping up bodies. Yeah. And the coldest part is the, the, the chopping up bodies, not provable. Raping people is provable. Yeah. Doing, masturbating people is provable. Yeah. Like, he's doing all these things, and he's still, like, out and on working got, probation. Yeah, don't forget like he got to go. Kanye West. Don't forget he got like, to go to jail and still keep his job. He got yeah, he to, got to go to jail, <laughs> keep his job, jail. go on the weekends. Yeah. Like, this man got a really mediated-ass process for some high-level crimes. Yeah. Where, like, I really watched a person go to jail over two sacks of weed. Mm-hmm. And that is, you're talking about the same type of time period. So weed was considered a very high felony oh, yeah. crime. It was, yeah. We're talking about three, not even 3.5 grams. You're yeah. talking about two grams of weed. Yeah. They're in there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And this guy's already raped and killed people. Yeah. And you guys have that on file, too. You have the, the rapings on file. Yeah. You have the masturbation in front of children on file. You have the molestation of children on file. And he's still out. Yeah. But people are going to jail for two grams of weed. Yeah. That, it was, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Now, the police, Adama was like, you know what? Like, you can come in my apartment to see if everything's okay. He allowed them to come into the apartment and search around. Now, this is all while the stank smell is in there. There's another dead body, like I said, that's laying by his bed. So the police just came there and kind of stood in the living room. Didn't really look around like that. And the whole time, Dahmer was just saying, I really appreciate the police, you know, and stuff like that. So then he got the picture, because remember, before he drugged the boy, he had already taken two pictures of him in his underwear, because the boy was posing for him. He showed him the Polaroid, and he said, see, this is my boyfriend. We were doing sexual stuff. We were taking sexy pictures. This proves that we were lovers, right? So the police told him, 
Okay. So you didn't even ask the boy or find out where the boy's family is. No, they didn't do anything. And the boy was you so You just took this guy's word for it. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Now, despite everything, despite the smell, despite everything, the police told Dahmer, just make sure that he keeps track of him and you guys keep the noise down because I don't want to have to come back out here again. And they left. So they left the boy with Dahmer. After they left, as soon as they left, he injected the little boy's brain with acid again and this just killed him all. Right. Of course. What what was his answer for why the boy was so incoherent? He said that because they had been drinking so much. He said they was drinking a lot and they had been arguing. So he said he just had too much to drink. That's so you can talk like you're really sober, but he's so drunk. Right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Like you're talking normal and he's just incoherent. So you can explain what's going on. But he can. But he cannot. Yeah. And that's... And that's and especially for this case, the police department took a lot of flack because of this because they literally had him. And honestly, had they caught him that day, they may have been able to save his life. And everybody that died after that would have never died. Oh, it's not May. It yeah. is. It is fact. Yeah. So the police is responsible. They say May for to make themselves feel better. Yeah. So you can sleep at night. But it's it's kind of like I mean, I mean, if you're a racist guy, think of that same way, and you know, uh-huh. think of the white guys can't do nothing wrong. In your own in your own justification, you didn't know any better. Yeah, you didn't think you guys could do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe only only black guys kill people. Yeah, right. In your mind, so for that to happen and it to be so blatant, it's just extreme. Like I told you, that <laughs> that one really it, it pissed everybody off. Yeah, it's just like wow. I mean, you didn't ask any questions. Uh-huh. You just took his. You have three people standing here saying no because they're minorities. You're not listening to them. Yeah. And you have this guy who doesn't seem willing to, but the, the white guy is saying that it's his boyfriend. So you're not even going to listen to that own guy and protect his own rights. Yeah. And find out what his own family says or right. anybody else says. You're just going to nullify all those people for him. That's exactly what happened. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, the next day after he killed him, he called in sick to work at the co- the chocolate factory because he needed a full day because he had two bodies to cut up. He had his and he had the guy that he had killed before. Oh, he was busy then. Yeah. So he kept both their skulls. Um, on June 30th, Dahmer met 20-year-old Matt Turner at a bus stop. Dahmer offered him cash for pictures. Dahmer drugged him, strangled him, and dismembered him. He placed his head and organ in plastic bags in a freezer. Matt was never actually reported missing. I don't think he had, like, he didn't have a lot of family or anything, so he wasn't reported missing, but he was identified after Dahmer got caught. Now, five days later... It's like some vampire movie stuff. He asked people specific questions. Mm-hmm. Now, on July 5th, Dahmer lured 23-year-old Jeremiah Weinberger from a bar to his apartment on the promise of spending the whole weekend with him. He drugged him. He injected boiling water in his skull this time. And then, and so this guy, he went into a coma. He died two days later from getting boiling water injected into his brain. On July 15th, Dahmer met 24-year-old Oliver Lacey at the corner of 27th and Kilbourne. He promised him money for po- photos. When they got to his apartment, they had sex, and then Dahmer drugged Oliver. He wanted to spend more time with Oliver while he was alive and unconscious. So what he did was he called in sick again to work. And because he's been calling in sick so much, at this point, he got suspended from work. At that he point, must have been really fine. Yeah. Yeah, He because he, man. 
And then he strangled Oliver to death after he spent a few days with him and he had sex with the dead body and then he dismembered him. He put his head and his heart in the refrigerator so that he can eat them later and he put the skeleton in the freezer. On July 19th, Dahmer was then fired from his job and he got so mad that he was fired that he went ahead and he took another victim. He took 25-year-old Joseph Bodehoff Joseph was lured into the apartment, he was strangled, and he was left lying at his bed for two days. So when uh, so Dahmer put a sheet over him, and when Dahmer removed this, the sheet two days later, he found that it was a whole bunch of maggots all on his bed. So he realized at that point he had to get rid of him, so he decapitated the body, he cleaned the head because he wanted to keep the head, and he put it in his refrigerator. He later dumped his body in acid on July 22nd, 1991. And then, now this is going to be the part where Dahmer finally gets caught. Finally. So. It has to be something blatant like he's carrying a dead body and dropping on an officer's face. No. No. Like, it really has to be because it's just been blatant so long. So when you when you say this, this is going to be yeah, this is the what, simplest way. Yeah, this is what this was what's going to get him finally caught. caught him. And the cop even was even the cop that arrested him was like, I don't even really think he did it. Yeah. Even though he smacked you in the face with a dead ass hand. No, this is what's going to get him caught. So Dahmer approached three men at a bar with an offer of a hundred dollars to accompany him to his apartment and pose for photographs. Now, he, Tom's already changed it with the economy. Yeah. That $50 ain't getting him in there no more. Yeah, so now he said $100. Mm-hmm. So 32-year-old Tracy Edwards decided to go with him. He said all three of them could go, but he was really attracted to Tracy Edwards. So when he was attracted to Tracy Edwards, he gave the other two guys the wrong address, and he brought Tracy Edwards with him. Now, as soon as he got into the apartment, Tracy Edwards noticed a nasty, stank smell, and he noticed several boxes of hydrochloric acid on the floor. And so he made he immediately got suspicious. But he was already in there, you know? No, I don't know. But... So, yeah, he was already in there. He started getting suspicious. So what Dahmer did was he distracted him. He was like, hey, you know, look at my fish. Because he really did have a whole tropical fish tank. While Tracy was looking at the fish, Dahmer put a handcuff on one of his wrists. But he couldn't, he couldn't get it on his other hand because Tracy at that point kind of jumped back. And so he, at this point, has a handcuff on his wrist. And Dahmer was like, come in here and follow me to the bedroom. He pulled a knife out on him and made him follow him to the bedroom. Now, once Tracy got into the bedroom, he saw a bunch of nude photos that, you know, Dahmer had, like posters and stuff like that of of people. And he also saw Dahmer's favorite movie was The Exorcist 3. So that was playing. And he also saw a 57-gallon drum. So Dahmer told Tracy that he wanted to take photos of him. He held the knife on him. He forced him to unbutton his shirt. And Tracy, at this point, he was like, okay, I just need to be nice to this guy. He said, you know, put the knife away. He said, I want to be here. Remember, you don't have to do this. Like, you know, so he started unbuttoning his shirt. And so Dahmer kind of relaxed a little bit because he didn't seem like he wanted to get away or anything. So he turned his head. He started watching TV. But then he turned his head back to him and he placed his head on his heart and he said, I want to hear your heartbeat because I'm going to eat it. And so at that point, that's when Tracy just got really freaked out. He was like, at that point. Yeah, he was already freaked out. But when he said he's going to eat his heart, Tracy was like, I got to get the hell out of here. So he was like, he kept telling Dahmer, I'm, you know, I'm your friend, you know, and he started asking him questions about himself. He said he wasn't going to leave him. He said he actually really liked it there. 
And he was like, can we just sit in the air-conditioned living room because it's really hot back here. We can drink a few beers. So Dahmer was like, he agreed, you know, after a few hours. He was like, okay, we'll go to my living room. So he asked to use the bathroom, you know, and so Dahmer let him go to the bathroom, stood by the door, all that type of stuff. He met somebody with abuse mentality that has been over a time before that knows how to manipulate somebody who's abusive and crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. So Unfortunately, being the people in low income, you will find those very mm-hmm. often. And this saved his life because mm-hmm. this is the one that got away. So when Dahmer, you know, because Dahmer had been holding on to the handcuff the whole time, leading him around. But somehow Dahmer got his, you know, his guard down. And he noticed, when Tracy noticed that he wasn't holding on to the handcuff no more, he was like, this is my time. What he did was he punched Dahmer really hard in the face, you know, caught him off guard. Dahmer fell back. And at that point, Tracy ran out of the front door. He ran. And there was some cops that was on the street. He ran. He flagged down the two police officer. And he led the police officers because at first they didn't believe him. He was like, I can show you exactly where I was. I have a handcuff on my wrist. Yeah, I'm butt naked. Yeah. So you don't believe that I just got taken out. You believe I'm a crackhead running up to you? Right. So Good times. <laughs> temporary so he... layoffs. Good times. <laughs> cops that won't believe you. Good times. Yeah. So, so he led them back to Dahmer's apartment. The police started questioning Dahmer. Well, what is the, I want to know, like, is this happening in the cop world? Have butt-naked colored guys come up to you and ask you for help? <laughs> right. And you guys go in there and then you all get shot? Like, what happened? What, what did happen? That made you so suspicious <laughs> when somebody, that you would not listen to this person? Right, when somebody's So what blankly, story have you heard? Right, when somebody's blatantly asking you for help, right? That somebody, yeah, blatantly asking you. Looking desperate, but naked, so they can't have a weapon on them. Right. So what makes you so damn suspicious that you're like, you know what's going to happen? He's tricking us both. We're going to go over here and he's going to make us both addicted to crack. Right. Like, what have you, what, like, explain the video. Show me the video. Show me the training that you've had. Right. That makes that a suspicious suspect. Because it was definitely right. That, <laughs> if anything, that's a suspect that like, he's the what, most like you, you, right? At the end of that. When you went to go help this person who's butt naked in handcuffs or somebody who's coming up and you desperately ask for help, will you end off not doing your job as a cop? Will you end up actually getting hurt? Yeah. And you were actually putting your life in danger. That's to make never you I not believe them. That's never happened. I hear see that's a, yeah, that is the most horrible Or it's just a farce. Like he just comes back to the house, he just starts dancing. Yeah. And he's like, I've <laughs> seen it was, on TV. And right. He's like, This is some foolish shit. Nothing was That's really a waste wrong. of my time. So I'm just, I'm just, it's, that brings a big question. Like, what is the protocol in which you're teaching the cops? Yeah. Because you guys are representatives. Yeah. Of the industry. Yeah. So what is it that you're training them on to where they just shrug that off? Yeah. Because, especially that, that little boy that was like bleeding room, resurrective and coherent, all types of stuff. Like, how do you just shrug right. that off? Right. What do you shrug that off? What, yeah. What, what, where is that? Where is that written down? And that's really that, scary that, to that, know. Like, you, when this happens, what you do know is yeah. on the under. He's part of the cartel. Right. I mean, They're going to take you in a room and chop your cop-ass body up. Right. And that like, was the most... What, what is that? And that, is I feel profile? like that was the most chilling because he was right there with the cops. He could have been helped and he got killed. That was so chilling. That right. So right that's, there. that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how did you how did you come up with that conclusion? Right. That this was a farce. That's the most ridiculous thing. Just wondering. Just if anybody has an answer to that. Yeah, please. If you have a date of the cop, Knew a cop, 
Heard of cop stories. I'm not saying it in a judgment way. Yeah. Just tell me cop stories. Yeah. Of oh, we have a where they segment. ran into these type of incidents. Yeah. And the person was not honest. Yeah. About needing help. I, yeah. Man. So at this point, the police questioned Dahmer. Now Dahmer admitted that he did put the handcuff on him, and he tried to say again that they were lovers. He said it was for sex play. The police did find the knife in the apartment. And at that point, they see the pictures in the drawer of naked men. And then they started looking closer and they was like a lot of the men he had dismembered. They started seeing all of these pictures. And at that point, Dahmer knew he had got caught when they saw those pictures. So Dahmer actually tried to fight the police. The, the funny thing is Dahmer revealed his own pictures thinking the cops would understand. Yeah. That's how cop. It's not even only, it's not even evidence. you got. Like I said, it's going to be blatantly. Had to put it in your hands. Yeah. Is he thought you guys would say, okay, I see this guy with a chopped off head. That's fine. Yeah. He got that mutated in the mind because you guys let him go so much. Yeah. And let it say so much can pass that he thought Mm -hmm. that showing you chopped up bodies would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then at that point, he tried to actually fight the police. Like he was swinging on them and everything like that. Because he thought something's wrong now. Yeah. The first time you're trying to arrest me? Yeah. Something's wrong. So they did cuff him. And at that point, they opened the refrigerator. They found a severed head on the shelf. Then they find four heads. This is what they pull out of his apartment. When they finally, when everything's said and done, they had to have people in hazmat suits come out. They find four heads, seven skulls. Blood was everywhere in the apartment. There was two hearts, part of a bicep muscle, human organs, a flesh in a freezer, two whole skeletons, a pair of severed hands, a couple of penises, a scalp, and an acid drum that had three torsos and 74 pictures. That's what they pulled out of that apartment. Mm, the mm, neighbors mm. was just kind of standing around just like looking like, oh my gosh. Like this is, man. This now finally. Real. He's a professional. Yeah. Now finally. He's been at it for a while like a business. Yeah. Now finally when they arrested Dahmer, Dahmer went ahead and confessed. He waived his right to an attorney. Altogether, it took him, it was 60 hours of confession altogether. So over some weeks, he killed 17 victims and he told the police that he planned on, he, now during his confession, Dahmer did say that eventually, you know, he was planning on making an altar of his victims where he could like meditate. So he was going to put all these skulls and stuff in an altar and start meditating to them. That's what he had said. In addition to already eating them. Well, it seems like... And I see like why people are getting upset at police and why CSI became hella famous at, later after this is because even his past victims, y'all wouldn't know crap about. Yeah. It's only because his ego was so big. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at Jeffrey, he really does have a cocky look to him, man. Yeah. Oh, he's he cocky. really has some swag and look to him. Yeah. To where when he got caught he was kind of like laughing at y'all. Yeah. But he was like, I'm not even just going to go down with this. Once they gave him a life sentence, he was like, let me just confess it all then. Yeah. Fuck it. You yeah. know, like you guys are so slow. Yeah. Then let me know how much you missed out on. Because you really only caught him on two things. Yeah. And he's like, I've done 15 other things. Yeah. Bro. And then he said, yeah, and because he even said I prepared meals for my victims. So yeah, he was you were right. He was actually preparing meals. Yeah, he's like you guys are so simple, slow. Yeah, I guess it's it's just of the inadequacy. And I wouldn't even say inadequacy. The non determination 
of trying to take a wrongful the, the person who was actually wrong and look at actual facts. Yeah. And look at what was in front of you, and to the point where this person got cocky and believing that he can do more than what it's just blatantly written out. He's like minorities, bad neighborhood. Cops ain't gonna come over here. They yeah. would leave my, a white male over them every time. Yeah, and he's like abused that like to the fullest. Yeah, that's why I was like, I couldn't even say stupid as part of the crime because it was like all this stuff he did. I, well, I know what I wouldn't have done, but he did this on purpose. He wanted to keep stuff. He wanted the coldest to keep part stuff. is you say the stupidest part of the crime, and you never want to say it. Mine, and I never say that it is the yeah. stupidest part of the crime is the cops. The co- oh my gosh, the cops well, they like, were dumb as this hell. time. Yeah, and like I said, I never say stupidest part. Yeah, but he blatantly had to show you chopped up bodies. Yeah. before you was even suspicious. Right, like he I've... blatantly had to show you pictures with a victim already. Yeah, coming. You already had a victim, and somebody telling you. Yeah, with them being handcuffed and butt naked and butt leaking, he, yeah. he probably even got raped. Yeah, he yeah. And he's telling you mm-hmm. physically to this point, nope, nope, you didn't believe that. No. He had to walk you in his house. Yeah. He had to be physically standing there. Right. And he had to physically point to pictures right. of dead bodies before you'd be like, you know what, bro? Yeah. I think you hurting people in here. Yeah, I think you're hurting people. I don't think he is your boyfriend. Like, that's when you put it together? Yeah. That's when you put it together? That's when you put it together. That's the crazy part. And not to mention the fact that even back to the bathhouses, he did it 12 times. Drugged the, and and all they did was before. be like, get out of here, yeah, sir. Now stop that. Back. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he's in here raped and uh, he's passed out. Probably going to go to the hospital. But don't do that here, man. I don't care where you do it. Just not here, man. Yeah. Right, he's doing it to children. Yeah. He's masturbating and raping children. Hey, He's still like, you know, give him work on weekend. Yeah. Let him come in at night. Yeah. Give him, him coming in one day a week. That's why I was like, who is this lawyer? Because, right. Jesus. Hey, I've never even heard of stuff like this. And hey, don't forget, he only got jail for a year, but he really only did 10 months. And uh, 10 months of staying in one day a week. Yeah. That's one it. whole day. Yeah. And then night times. Who the hell? Yeah. I, I want that. that nighttime thing right now. For anything I ever do, please give me nighttimes. Just and nighttime. what's going to happen? I'm going to kill everybody on this planet. Because as long as I know that I, I, night, night, I go to jail over there and you can't kill, stop me from killing people during the yeah. nighttime. And I'm still, still going to keep my apartment and everything. Right. And you're not going to follow or investigate. You're not even going to give me somebody who's watching me. Yeah. Because obviously that was not happening. Yeah, that wasn't happening. He had a probation officer that he only had to check in with. Nobody was Right. Watching. He wasn't under any sort of investigation as yeah. they try and tell you on the NSI and then CSI and they make you believe that somebody's following you and watching with a big ass camera and watching you from satellite. Yeah. That wasn't happening. So that all sounds like a farce. Yeah. So where you on you were actually on the radar of the of the of the government, and he was aware. That's why I'm saying he got his cocky. That's why he became so cocky because he's like, I'm actually supposed to be under the watch of the government. Yeah. You're supposed to be watching me, and I'm still doing this. That's crazy. Now, his trial started in January of '92. Now there was a lot of racial tension in that courtroom because everybody was just so mad at the cops, and they was just like. He was a white man killing black people, and that's exactly why this happened. So well, I've seen people go to jail over, like, having a suspended license. Yeah. Like, literally, I've seen people go to jail for six months. Yeah. Cop, and have too. three, four cop cars out there. Right. Suspended, grabbing his man and detaining his man and taking him to the back of the car over a suspended license. Yeah. But he's literally raping children. And he's just out here. And he gets to go free. 
Hey, go on weekend. So I understand how they felt like, wow, yeah. this is extreme. Now, he did plead guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, but so he did try to, they try to say that, you know, his, his defense attorney tried to give him an insanity plea, but that wasn't fine. They didn't, um, he was found guilty on all counts. And so they didn't, they, cause they was trying to say like, if he was either going to go to the mental hospital or if he was going to go to prison, the judge ruled that if he's found guilty, he's going to prison. He's not going to go to the mentalist hospital. So that judge gave him 16 consecutive life sentences. So Dahmer then addressed the court at his sentence. And he said that he knew that he was evil and if he could, right now, he would trade his life for his victims. He said that, you know, so basically what happened was when he got to prison, though, they went ahead and they segregated him from Gen Pop because they knew that, especially because of who he was killing, like black and brown people, they was like, he can't be around people because he's going to die. So they had to segregate him. So, but he wanted to be around other inmates because he had been segregated for like years. And, you know, that drives you crazy. Like he literally couldn't be around anybody. So, basically, they went ahead and they let him be in Gen Pop because that's what he requested. Now, in July of 1994, a man named Osfaldo Dorothy tried to slash Dahmer's throat. So, as soon as he got into Gen Pop, somebody tried to kill him. And he was not successful. So, Dahmer, like, went to the hospital and he was okay. Now, November 28, 1994, he was assigned work detail with two other convicted murderers. The murderers was named Christopher Scarver and Jesse Anderson. Now, Scarver, I guess the the guards was not looking or they looked away. Scarver ended up beating both Dahmer and the other guy to death. I didn't even know that this guy had killed another guy, but he killed Dahmer and the other guy he was working with. Probably trying to stop him from killing Dahmer. Yeah. That's so Dahmer actually died an hour later. Anderson died a few days later. Scarver said that the reason he killed him was because of everything that Dahmer was convicted of, of killing black and brown men. He also said, so I guess Dahmer was really annoying in prison. So what he would do is he would take his food and he would form it to make it look like people's limbs. And then he would put ketchup all over it like it was blood and be like, ha ha ha, look at this. And so he told him several times to stop fucking doing that. He said he kept doing it. So he was like, I'm going to get your ass. As soon as I can get you, I'm going to get your ass because I can't take you doing that. So that was the craziest thing. I, I almost felt mercy for your guy because he was trying to be so upset and telling me about how he died in prison. Yeah. But for the fact that you're making fun of the people that you kill, mm-hmm. and almost in a sense, because and this is what prison people think about. And I mean, just looking at his case and how he's been had and how he's been treated mm-hmm. the whole time, even when he got in there. The people of minority are looking at you like you might just get out. Oh, yeah, because... And you'll just keep doing this, bro. Mm-hmm. That's a good amount of times, especially when there's molesters and stuff like that mm-hmm. to get away and the people in... in I'm not condoning this anyway. Yeah. Go, oh my God, I do not want to be in prison uh-huh. and I do not want to sit here and have this conversation of you guys no. with mob justice. Hell you no. say that with uh-uh. 139%. Yeah. What I'm saying is even the inmates saw the injustice in the system mm-hmm. and the potential of him getting out disgusted yeah. people. Yeah. Where Even though he was never getting out. not remorseful. You, yeah. you don't know that. You he don't know that. Getting... I don't know that. On some real stuff, how yeah. how how crappy the system has showed me, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to tell, I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah. I did not know it in this depth, uh-huh. but how crappy, and I hope this is getting, I, I'm, I'm glad this is getting recorded and I yeah. hope the rest of America hears that. You made me lose faith. Yeah. For this... I don't know. 
I want to believe mm-hmm. that we have a system that is just and right enough that will put him away. And I wish he was on death. I don't know how he was they, on death they row. They didn't have death row in that, and uh, that time Milwaukee. period. Of, they, yeah. In Milwaukee, they didn't have the death penalty. At that time. So, I mean, okay. But there, there should have been a federal law that capped that. Yeah. On some real. On some real. Mm-hmm. There should have been something that caps that. That's just number one with that. Number two, I don't feel safe. I don't feel just. Yeah. And I don't feel like equality is being placed out there. Because at the end of the day, and that's what I was saying, at the end of the day, all the stuff he got away with building up to that, all the stuff you guys are willing to believe to building up to that, all of the leniency he was giving up to, yeah, makes me feel that there is a chance mm-hmm. that he's not going to even be in here for this whole time. Yeah. And I the coldest it. part is that's why he was even being so mocking with body parts is he didn't believe he was going to be in there that whole time either. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, for him to... And the crazy part is he he got, what do you call it, baptized in prison, and he got baptized the same day that John Wayne Gacy got executed. He was another killer. But he was, like, he was all remorseful, and then he goes and does this. So he basically mocks in people's faces. Like, how do you yeah, get baptized? Yeah, he blatantly just does the steps of what you're supposed to do, and he's patient with that. Does it look like you're doing right? Yeah. That's not a person that's psychotic. That is a person that's very methodical and very intelligent. Yeah. And, and he's what, playing the system. And that's what I was saying when I looked at this case with the fresh set of eyes. I used to think, oh, he was insane and he had mental problems. And I was like, no, he didn't have mental problems. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing. He actually planned it out so good. Yeah, this like, he was exactly what the system would accept. Yeah. And he's playing that. And yeah. it's so hilarious to him that now he's making children's limbs and eating them in front of inmates. Yeah. You know, it, like I said, he he even felt like, I'm going to get out of this too. Yeah. Just give it some time. I've probably been here 10 15 years, and then I'll be back out eating people. Yeah. yeah. That's what he even felt. Uh-huh. And so for an inmate to be like, bro, someone has to take this in his own hands, almost like a Batman scenario. That's one of the reasons why I love Batman. I love Batman. Yeah. But at the same time, I hate Batman because of the fact that you are perpetuating this cycle of injustice. Everybody that Joker kills, everybody that you arrested, that you know are higher level yeah. levels of crime. Like I, I use Joker as a higher level. Everybody that he kills beyond the first time when you put him in jail is your deaths too. Yeah. Because even he told you he's not going to stop unless he dies. Mm-hmm. Even a samurai understands that. A real warrior understands that. A real person who's serving the, the, the good of the people should understand. I mean, if you got going to kill Jesus, and he was talking about he's trying to help humanity the most, you can't kill a criminal? That's yeah. just crazy. No, that's insane. You can kill Jesus, but you can't kill a criminal. Right. So, when and we can come to agreement with that part. We, yeah. Everybody came to, was in authority, came to agreement with killing Jesus. Because yeah. the people were saying, but the authority said yes. So that's what I'm like, so you guys can come to that agreement. But we got to struggle over killing people that are, are, that are murderers and yeah. molesters. It's the warpness of that and the, the mentality. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. It's like... If we feel like we, that's the this, this, the obvious sign is all I'm saying. It's the it's the obvious sign of this. People are losing faith, and he's one of the people. He's, I wish you didn't tell me that story, because he's one of the people that makes me lose more faith mm-hmm. of this system. Yeah, to where it can be blatantly done like that. Yeah, and it's me being a brown American, black American, and know that I couldn't even do a fraction of that. Yeah, because this was jail. wild. That's what, and honestly, the guy wouldn't have never ran out of his apartment. You know what I mean? He would have still been doing it. That's the only thing that got him caught up because the guy punched him in the face and ran. 
right? There's one guy that I've read, and he's he's a brown guy that he was in the 50s, and he was stealing from a store. He was a thief. He was stealing from a store, and the cops told him to stop and put his hands up, and he dropped. He was stealing the TV. He dropped the TV, and the TV dropped on that the officer's foot, and he got death penalty. Oh, you see what I'm saying? God. Like he froze and put his hands up, yeah. like he told him to, and y'all killed him for that. Oh no, That's and crazy. he couldn't have a defense against that. But you're telling me that this guy is blatantly raping. That's why I'm saying it's just kind of like, whoa, man. It, yeah. Whoa. Man, so like, well, you know what I thought was crazy? I think I said it in part one. Isn't that crazy how he got killed by a weight? And that was how he killed his very first victim? That's that source. Like, that's Honestly, ironic that's, right To there. me, that's, that's, that's looking like just, I feel like everyone, and I think I told you that at the time. Yeah. Everyone that decides they're going to perform blatant murder, you do first degree murder, with his planned out murder, you should. If we catch you, you should die the way that you killed the person. Well, to kind of wrap this up, um, Dahmer's ashes was actually split. He was cremated, and he they split the ashes between his parents. Now his estate, which he didn't have a big estate or anything like that, of course, he, it was awarded to the family. So basically, it was whatever was belongings was in that apartment. They had the right to sell it, and you know, basically get some kind of money to compensate for that. Now, to compensate for what? To compensate for everything. Because, you know, there's there's the criminal trial, right? But so once somebody is um, convicted, it also goes to silver court. That's not the end of it. So you also have to pay these victims' families. So you for, telling me if my son kills somebody, I got to pay for it? Um, No, technically, it, well, if he's under 18, yes. But if he's not, like if he say you wouldn't have to pay for it. Like it's not, it's saying like his estate. So it's basically saying like, let's say... They're charging him like a million dollars, which most people, like, of course, is not going to have it. They would sell off whatever belongings he has, anything like that. But he's and, on death row and he's yeah. getting sued. Yeah, but that's how that's how it is. It's, it's silver court. So that's what I'm saying. So yeah. why does that involve? I'm I'm, just, I'm saying yeah. it and just trying to understand. Uh-huh. So if my son uh-huh. killed and ate some people, right. he only lived in an apartment, right? And somebody sues him for twenty million dollars, uh-huh. he only made thirty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So, basically, so what? Well, honestly, most people, honestly, most people never actually get their civil awardings. It's kind of like just they're saying, like, you know, it's there saying this person does owe. But what I've seen happen is a lot of times any kind of, um, like, any kind of funds they get, like, they work in prison, too. So I've seen commissaries get taken, like, the money taken off their commissary to pay the families. At one point, his dad wrote a book. And any kind of proceeds, if it's about that, has to go to the family. So if his dad wrote a book about Dahmer and about all that stuff that happened, if Dahmer wrote a book, all the proceeds would go to the families. Like, they're not allowed to profit off of anything they did having to do with the murder. So in which case scenario, then yeah, you would be responsible. Like, if you or, like, your wife wrote a book about it, you couldn't get those proceeds. Anything you had to do with the murders, you couldn't get those. It would have to go to the victim's families. Okay. Now the victim's families, of course, there was a. I was just wondering, if, do I owe the bill? Is that's what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, how does that? No, make you wouldn't sense? owe the bill. Like no, but it would come like from him. Like it's crazy because they don't make that much in prison. But I've seen. Like if I don't write that. a book about them, then yeah, yeah, ain't nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, if they're if they're not underage too, because if they're underage, that can come back to you, and you would have to pay for it. Jeez. So, 
Yeah, so now there was an auction because it was a civic group that actually raised money because they was like, nobody's going to want anything out of that apartment. And they so they raised money for the families and they donated money to the families and they got rid of the belongings. They got rid of everything that was in Dahmer's apartment because they was going to hold an auction to kind of auction off stuff because people wanted stuff out of that apartment. People wanted like the refrigerator where he held the heads. Like they wanted stuff like that. And they so was why would they decide that nobody would want it if people wanted it? Because, because the victim's families said, you know, because people, people actually looked, some people looked up to Dahmer. They saw him as a, like a celebrity and they wanted, you know, that in their apartment <coughs> or their house, right? But the victim's families was like, we don't want you auctioning that off. We don't want to know somebody in the world has like the refrigerator where my loved one's head was at. You know what I mean? We don't want this auction. We don't want you auctioning off Dahmer's stuff. They was going to auction off his clothes so people could say, I have an article of Dahmer's clothing. And they was like, that's not okay with us. So it was unfavorable. Yeah, it was unfavorable. Because it sounds like it was very wanted. It was very wanted, but the families did not want that. The families of the loved ones. So what this civil group did was they raised the money for the victim's families. They gave the families and they actually, instead of auctioning that stuff off, they went ahead and they got rid of everything. So, and the apartment was demolished. The whole apartment complex was demolished. So people had to find somewhere else to move because it was just too much. They didn't even want that apartment complex anywhere in the neighborhood, you know? Mm. Now, Dahmer's dad did end up writing a book and it's called A Father's Story. And that's the one where the, the proceeds did go to the victim's family from that book. Um, Dahmer's mother died from cancer in 2000. And do you remember his little brother? Because like, no, like the one that they let Dahmer name. Well, his little brother actually changed his name and he's staying super low. Like he wants no kind of relation to the family at all. He was like, because his last name was David Dahmer. And he was like, I, yeah, he changed his name. Nobody knows what his last name is. Mm. Nobody knows who he is. So yeah, that was the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. That, that story was insane, wasn't it? It was intense. It was intense. A lot of layers are there. And man, we may need a whole show just to dissect the layers. Not yeah. today, though. Right, not today. Well, next week we are actually going to be covering Christopher Scarver, who is the man that killed Dahmer in prison. And I had researched him, I thought, a little bit, but I didn't know that he had killed more than just Dahmer because everybody just talks about Dahmer. So I'm going to go into that. I want to find out. I mean, out, he was like, in prison for a reason. Yeah, he was in prison. Well, no, I knew he killed somebody outside, but I'm talking about there was an inmate that he killed just beside Dahmer. Everybody already <coughs> talked about that he killed Dahmer, but he actually killed two people on that day, and that was Dahmer and another guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to. It's like being a great basketball player during yeah. the time when Michael Jordan was alive. Yeah, you know, right? Nobody <laughs> knew that he was scoring 30 points. Yeah. Today. When Jordan was going 40 points. Because the other so. guy wasn't even on the news about it. Like, so his death was just like, eh, another guy just died. But Dahmer's was all on the news. Like, he died in prison. He was in newspapers, everything. So, yeah. Which probably perpetuated the feeding of people uh, believing in racism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the system. Because you guys put the white guy who's a killer. And he still put his ass on TV. Yeah, he's on TV. There's a Netflix documentary. There's been some other documentaries about him. Uh, did you ever get a chance to check out the Netflix show? I did not. I worked all week. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, check it out. It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that was the story of Dahmer. <laughs> Intense. Intense. Yes. Do you have any other takeaways about Dahmer? Uh, I usually would. Like, like I said, we're going to have to do that on another one because I am not to the 100%. Oh, yeah. You're tired. We got to get out of here. So, um, where, where can they find us? Oh, so... Facebook. That's right. I'm not all the way here either. So Facebook, we have a discussion group on Facebook. And that Facebook group. Which I still have to join. I'm coming to see y'all people. Yes, please. 
So it's nobody asking for me, but yeah. I might just come over there anyway. Yeah, so this is Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. That's on Facebook. Follow our Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. Oh, I have a TikTok now. Um, now. So it's author Nisha. So I do post stuff about, you know, the like snippets of the cases so that you guys could be able to go over there. And we are anyway. Arthur Nisha. Author Nisha. Author Nisha. Was that saying that you're an author? Yeah. That's, put, that's my TikTok name. Is that? Yeah. That's, I oh. just I just got on TikTok. I literally just got on TikTok. So that's so just you, my page. you did an Arthur Nietzsche and you're doing crime scenes it's, and not the it, books? My books too. Like my books is on there. And wait, you have a TikTok too. So you I don't have no TikTok. Well, do you not have TikTok? No. Because like, you got to look at my page. Like okay. Buddha yeah. don't be. Y'all look up Buddha and you ain't going to find okay. me. Okay. Well, this I'm guy is incognito. <laughs> What is our Gmail? Oh, hotgarbagenews yeah. at gmail.com. And um, am I missing anything? Oh, please donate to us. Uh, I'm like kind of panhandling here <laughs> if you guys want to. But if you guys, you know, th- um, that'll be in the show notes. If you guys want to donate, but you could also donate by sharing the show, telling all your friends about it if you love us so much. So you could share it and just tell everybody, correct, Buddha? It is. It is. We are always down. How wonderful. Well, we'll be back next week. Take care and watch your back out there.